Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also, this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello Culturama listeners and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This episode is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both, let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. And my guest today is Mr. Matthew Williams. Hi, Matthew. Hi, how are you? I'm great. This episode is called Inspirational Moments. And, you know, I, I'm just really inspired by Matthew. I was listening to his podcast and there are two topics I would love for him to touch on. But, but before we get to those topics, Matthew, I want to know a little bit about you. You're a Christian, you're a life coach, you're a businessman. Now, I'm going to use this word that a, a friend of mine used in her podcast, conversion story. Tell us your conversion story in terms of how did you got saved, how, how you met Christ? Oh, all right. No problem. I met Christ at a very tender age, actually. I grew up in church. My parents are both ministering parents. Um, my father is a pastor and mom is a minister. And I grew up in church at the age of seven, seven or eight. I made that decision. Was It was at a camp. And after the preacher spoke, I thought about it. I said, I want to know Jesus. So I gave my life to Jesus. And from then, it has been a journey because from that young, making the conscious decision throughout time that yes 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 on to serve christ through the peer pressure through the the different growth stages where you want to be rebellious where you know the word of god and you have to stick to him that was my life just knowing jesus throughout and growing in grace so now that you have met jesus christ as your lord and savior how do you feel do you feel more motivated more you feel more lighter in your heart because I have listened to podcasts where people, when persons tell their con their their conversion stories, they just feel light within their hearts, knowing that they have Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. How do you feel? <laughs> well, knowing Jesus is one of the best is the best thing. Yeah, the best thing I've ever set out to do. I mean the achievements all of that but knowing jesus is the best thing ever i know from when i was young 
learning that the Holy Spirit is my friend, my best friend, was one of the key things in my life. And knowing that I can get peace from God, joy from God, wholeness, everything I can have in Him and being fulfilled in Him, that my heart was full and quite happy. Throughout my life from seven, that was it. Wow, awesome. So Matthew, tell us now about your boy days. Who is Matthew Williams, you know, growing up? You know, speak to us. Let's start from after conversion. So I love, I like talking, doing little speeches and so on. I did it at church, I did it at school, and I love sports. So I played sports the whole of my life until I was in my last two years of university there. I kind of with sports a little rest. But that was my life. I played volleyball, cricket, badminton, table tennis, and I ran track and field and so on. So my life was about sports. And then in when I was in high school, it was about music and sports, putting them together. And I kept music along with me and the speaking and so on. I was a reserved child, yet outgoing. I don't know how that matched up a little, but at times I would like to be reserved and at times I like to be outspoken and interactive and I wasn't a troublemaker I don't think so I would hope not I'm a teacher who testifies really (laughs) (laughs) I might have given a little trouble here and there but I wasn't a troublemaker kept out of trouble mostly and just got engaged in school life in church life mainly school church home that was the life but Matthew, one of the questions or one of the issues that many pastors, even the young people, has is peer pressure and Christianity. I mean, has it affected you? You know, because this non-Christian may say, when I go to this party, go to that party. And, you know, as a young person trying to develop that attitude of gratitude in Christ, would you say you got a lot of peer pressure? Peer pressure. It was real. It was real, real for me. Because doing sports, you spend time with people, and most times they're not saved. And you know, you're you're a team. You want to bond. And so, at times, I would find myself like, "What am I doing?" Following them to do different things. It was. It's real, and I was not exempted from it. So I had to face it. And I remember at one point in time. When I was in second form, that's about, that's grade eight. And I was really not the greatest of students. I was skipping classes. I was hanging out with friends around the place, doing other different things, not the best of things. I was not as respectful as a person to authority as much. I was quite harsh, let's say, in how I responded to people. And yes, at that point, I was really under peer pressure to be like that and the thing about it peer pressure takes you to accept this and so that was happening to me me accepting whatever was put in front with my friends being what they were doing at that point god actually intervened (laughs) actually intervened because i remember in second form after all of that i was to switch classes because even though i was not going to classes as much and and time wasting I was still getting good grades and so they wanted to switch me from classes in that time the school I was at they would normally put all the students in one class 
who have a certain average or potential and to nurture that more to give them extra subjects to do and so god literally snatched me out of that company that i was in and placed me in that new class with it in third form and that opened my eyes actually because i never really wanted to leave the class that was at before and then in that space of time that influence that peer pressure of the good students versus my friends really weighed on me and i started to think about it and that time i was saying god i really let peer pressure take over i'm not who you'd want me to be and from there that began the journey of me seeking a friend in the holy spirit because he was convicting me heavily every day when i would associate myself with my friends and take on their habits wow guys this is so touching all right matthew moving on to your university years now you studied microbiology why that because i i was always interested or intrigued by beyond the know beyond what you can see so i wanted to see what we can't see so microbiology is about studying microorganisms that that consists of anything that is beyond the naked eye able to be seen by the naked eye normally and so i found that very interesting and to be a part of helping persons to research viruses and bacteria and all that was quite interesting aim to even grow in that feel that feel and carry more it was when i think i did a whole search it took me a while to find microbiology i did a whole search online for a couple weeks to find and say okay microbiology is it what i went through from doctor to a medical technology to all that <laughs> i searched through all of those stuff researched it online every day to check to say god what should i do and microbiology stole my heart after researching about it wow this is awesome no from microbiology to entrepreneur big man <laughs> tell us about your entrepreneurial journey after leaving university in the summer because i did two courses in the summer i, I never did bus- a business subject in my life <laughs> before university not one i did only sciences and i was at home and i'm saying i wrote i always write goals this is the thing i do i write goals down anything that comes to mind no matter how crazy it might look or seem I'd write it down. So on my goals, I had that I wanted to do business and I specified that I wanted to do an aromatherapy business because I like, I like fragrances and some other ones on the line coming up that I would want to do. I say, all right. And on that summer, I sat down and I said, God, first I wasn't seeing a job readily. I'm saying, God, please help me to do this. I, I just sat down and made the business plan because in that same summer, I decided I've never done a business subject in my life. Let me just, before university has ended, let me do entrepreneurship, let me do marketing and then end my university studies. And so I did that. And in that summer, the ideas just flowed. And so I wrote it down, got it together and then started believing and saying, God, I know. I need $200,000. Let's go. We can do this. I know you can help me to get this together. 
And so it began, I literally faked it and God provided. God provided machinery. At first, I thought I could not afford machinery. Amen. <laughs> so I said, all right, God, let's let's get creative. I can create this. So I researched the machinery. I said, okay, let me draw and detail what I'm seeing. And let me go and get it made. And that's exactly what I did. So it worked out cheaper and I got the machine I needed. And that was the beginning of it. So and I just watched God work things out totally. And he just paved that way. Persons giving into the business for me to get it running. And that happened. So I got the machine to make essential oils so I can make products from it, like candles, perfume, body butter, and body oil and so on. So tell us about the business in terms of how can persons find you and contact you for that part. The business name is Tropical Essence Aromatherapy Products. Can be found on Instagram at tropical underscore essence dot ja. And there you can look on the website. It's in the description or the bio. And you can contact me, you can DM me and purchase whatever you want. Wow. Wow, guys, this is so fun. Just a reminder, <laughs> folks, that I'm speaking with Mr. Matthew Williams. And this program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment Ltd. in Trinidad and Tobago. Now, guys, on to the topics. The two, there are two topics that I want Matthew to Matthew to really touch on. Because I was on I was on Instagram just scrolling around and a friend of mine did a video she's the co she, she is a founder um of the as i am ministries miss mandy right evangelist mandy right i beg your pardon and she did the topic on confidence in christ and i'm like wow okay and i was there watching the video and then I was just scrolling through Matthew's podcast, which is called Godfidence, um, G-O-D-F-I-D-E-N-C-E, right? Yes, ma'am. Godfidence. And the, I was scrolling through, I, I, I saw different topics, and I touched on two of them. One is called Walls of Confidence walls of confidence and the other one is laying that foundation um of confidence am i right um matthew yes totally right and i said to mandy mandy i was listening to a gentleman's podcast on those two topics i'm like wow it just tying so matthew the first topic i want you to touch on is laying that foundation of confidence no it first of all tell us about your podcast godfidence how did you get that name start with that first after doing the coaching life coaching coaching with crystal day <gasps> daylight internationals crystal yeah. day first of all backtrack but <laughs> we rewind tell us about your life journey as a life coach what was it like working with, with Crystal? Chrissy, big up yourself. I just had to say this. Sorry to interrupt. She's awesome. Um, so before I was introduced to her program from a friend, Glenisha. And before that, I loved youth. I'm a youth leader. 
in the Church of God of Prophecy. So I work with youth all the time. And I also work secularly with at-risk youth. So I always loved it. And to be able to speak into the life of a child or a youth and say, okay, you can do this. You can have confidence. You can have faith in your in yourself and in God. And so I, I wanted to see where I could get a course to help me to express that even more. And so I got in touch with Crystal after Glenisha, spoke with Glenisha about it. And Coach Day was able to do that. Doing the program with her was awesome. It was quite concise one though, because of the COVID, we did it online. And learning from her was awesome. Learning how to approach coaching rather than just counseling was a highlight. And from that, that journey developed. When she spoke to me, she was saying, I think you need to do a podcast <laughs> along with along with what you do. I, I told her I'll think about it. And by the time I was off the call with her, it was quite heavily laid on my heart. And I shared it with a friend and she said, I believe you should do it. Prayed about it. I said, God, what would I talk about? And then it was confidence came to mind. I'm like, thank you, God. That's, that's almost lovely. And then, because from personal experience, my confidence was developed through the Holy Spirit. So I said, I have to tie it in with you, God. So tell me how. And then I saw Godfidence pop into my mind also. And I just said, all right, Godfidence it is. And I ran with it. Godfidence. I love it. So Matthew, based on your opinion, what's the difference between coaching and counseling? So coaching is where you allow the person to be able you're partnering with the person to achieve their goals you're driving them to achieve their goals through them also realizing through your motivation and through your encouragement um, and realizing their dreams realizing what they are capable of doing while counseling is more of you giving advice giving directives more detailed directives to a problem they're having and trying to correct their behavior. It's more 50-50 in a sense. Now onto the two topics I'm dying to hear Matthew speak about. So we are living now in a world of coronavirus and everybody's headspace is just gone. And so I, I, I needed to get persons like Matthew and Lady Glenn yes lady glenn people yes i met her through matthew and again we're gonna touch on these topics so matthew the first topic i wanted to speak to the people is on laying that foundation of confidence um in christ the floor is yours speak to the people all right awesome so the foundation of confidence begins for me it began with understanding that even though I might be confident, I should be confident in God because it is in Him who I live, move, and have my very being. So it happened for me when I was quite young, that whole confidence building, and my father would speak speak to me about it, that I needed to, not only when I was nervous or afraid of things, he would say that no, you don't need to be afraid of it but you should trust God 
and have confidence in God that he is able. And so he will make you able because he lives inside of you. So he will make you able. And so I believe the foundation of confidence begins with knowing that God is our sufficiency, having that truth. Let me backtrack. It begins with truth, embracing truth. The foundation of confidence comes from embracing truth. And it it stems from three truths that we should take note of. So first is that he is our sufficiency and qualification. This is my mantra forever. That it's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 4 and 5. And that it talks about that we have this confidence in our hearts that because of our union with Christ before God, we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. But for our true competence, flows from God's empowering presence, which is the Holy Spirit. So that for me is my mantra that if I feel insecure about something, but I just rely on the Holy Spirit that who lives and dwells in me, that he's my sufficiency, he's my qualification, and he flows through me. So therefore I am qualified, I am quite competent of whatever I'm doing. Then the second truth is, the Bible says that he has made us to do good works. And he's constantly working within us. So if God made me to do good works, and made me perfectly. So I can be very confident. And that's what Pete actually said. He said, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work is able to complete it. To bring it to perfection until the day of Christ. And so that's how I believe also that... God has made us to do good works. So anything that he has brought all these gifts in our lives, a gift of speaking, a gift of even just to give someone a word of encouragement, to play music, to play sports, to do anything at all, to be a blessing to someone, I believe that he is. He has made us to do the good work and he's perfecting us so we can trust in that. And then the third one is that the truth, he actually commands us to be confident. And this is the part that sank into my spirit because my father would always talk about Joshua. And when God spoke to Joshua, when Joshua was about to to step into the position of Moses, it must have been extremely, extremely scary for him. Say, I'm going to lead people, people who Moses would have called rebellious, people who Moses even died for because he was unable to enter the promised land because he got angry at the people. And God, he commanded, he commanded Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble with dread before the people. For it is God who goes with you, right? He was saying, have I not commanded thee? And he, he said it to Joshua so much, that be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Don't be dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. And so I hold on to that. So if I stand in front of a crowd of people who I don't know, I know for sure God wants me to be confident. 
there's this one that he said to Jeremiah, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee. So all of that would always give us confidence because God is commanding us to be confident because he knows it's within us. He has given us his Holy Spirit. And so therefore, we can have confidence through the Holy Spirit. He's our strength. God is our strength. And I'm sure and I'm positive that he doesn't want us to be afraid, but to have confidence. Awesome. And the next topic I want Matthew to touch on is building that walls of confidence, that protection of confidence. Go ahead. The wall of confidence, or the walls of confidence, I... I look at it from the point of having a city. You being a city, you have all your dreams, all your goals in mind. You have your personality wrapped all inside and it needs to be protected. It needs to be protected from negative influences. It needs to be protected from persons saying bad things into your life, speaking bad things into your life, people belittling your dreams, people belittling your goals. So I think we should, we have that city where we dwell with every knowledge that we have. We should protect it. We play games like Minecraft and those conquest type of things. You have walls being built around cities and the ones that have walls around it aren't easily penetrated. And we see that in, in the Bible. The Jericho, Jericho is maybe feared because it has a great wall. Israel needed to rebuild their wall in Nehemiah's time so that they wouldn't be attacked easily. And so that's something that we need to do. And building that wall starts from even from first developing yourselves, your skills, becoming sure and confident in it and being the best, spending that time to master your craft. And then you've been careful about your diet what you internalize, what you hold on to, what you view, who you view, is that many times we we take influences in or, or persons who on social media, persons in society that we hold on to and see as a role model or, or influencer. And at times they speak negatively and we hold on to that negative word and it destroys a part of our goals destroys a part of our mission in life or what we see or vision for our lives because we hold on to these unfavorable diets of what we internalize also then third thing is measure yourself on yourself this is so important because when you have built yourself in a certain area not to not to say you you won't improve on it looking at someone else's uh, someone else's achievement and say, I can make it there. But you can't afford to compare yourself to the point of, I'm not reaching as good as this person. And because of that, it might disturb your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And the thing about, the last thing about it is that you rebuild yourself in truth, reaffirm yourself in truth. That's how you build your walls. You write down the truth of the word. So what I do is I write down things I want to achieve. And then I write down what we're in scripture that affirms what I want. And so when you do that, we partner our goals with 
with a reaffirming word of the word of God. So when negative things come from persons, say that you're not capable, you're able to quote and say, when you go back, if you got that throughout the day, you get to go back into the word and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or my sufficiency is found in the presence of God. If there's a person saying to worry about that, you say that's my favorite scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so when you partner that with and say, okay, you should not worry. And the Bible says, someone says to you, you need to worry about that. You can turn to the scripture. Be not anxious about anything. But in prior supplication, let your request be known unto God. Stuff like that, you keep, use the word as, as how it should be used as a directive in our lives and instruction in our lives. And so that's how we build it. We look on it to, we have to fight for a mind in this society. Even in the time of COVID, at times when maybe persons saying that business is unable to happen well, you're not seeing the job working out, but you have to build that wall of confidence, being that the foundation is the truth of the word of God, to build around and protect your mind, protect your confidence, because negativity and opinions of different persons might affect your mind. And the, the thing about the Bible has this lovely imagery of that the helmet of salvation. And I like it because it's you put on the helmet. He putting on that helmet of salvation is like the Bible is saying that give God your mind. That's the first point of him saving, giving you giving off your mind, letting protect it. And then one scripture I always use is the one that says that cast the down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And then putting in every thought to the, into the obedience of Christ. And I look on that and I say, okay, any thought that says that I'm incapable and Jesus says that I am capable through him, then that should be cast down. My walls should be built up that that cannot go over it. If someone spoke a word that you come out to nothing, Jesus says that, that you do greater works than he did, then I don't see you coming out to nothing because Jesus was the greatest one alive. And so therefore we have that to hold on to. We can look at it that way. And two parts to building the wall is that framework. You know how when before they build the wall, they put the steel in the ground and dig the ground and everything and have that nice space in the ground with the steel and everything. That's the framework. And that's you monitoring and internalizing from others and then shape your thinking to Christ. Because Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21 to 27 says, Do not listen to everything that everyone says, or you might hear your servant cursing you. Haven't you cursed many others? And so and Ephesians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So those are what we use to help guard our mind. Then concretizing the truth. 
That's the next part of building that wall. That's the last part, concretizing the truth. This is sealing it with the truth of God, that he's our sufficiency. And Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when that says that Christ now lives in me, I'm even more worth something, even more capable of doing anything because God lives in me. Christ lives in me. In him I live, move, and have my very being. And so if I live, move, and have my very being in God, I'm quite capable of doing anything that I set my mind to because he is who I live, move, and have my very being. And he's the one who sustains, he's the one who gives us all that we need for life and godliness. And so in building that wall of confidence, always remember, it's about protecting your mind, your thoughts, your visions, your goals through God's word and through what we internalize. Wow. I just, I, I, I had to let Matthew touch on those two topics because of what we see going on in the world and the confidence is just dropping and I just had to let Matthew come on and do these two topics thank you so much Matthew before we go would you like to say hi to anybody out there in the world <laughs> hi all my friends I don't want to name anyone that <laughs> I forget awesome Matthew would you like to share your favorite scripture passage with the listeners well I have a few but I'll, I'll you can give it. two that's no problem so the second Corinthians 3 verse 4 and 5 where it says that we carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God yet you do not see yourselves as capable enough to do anything by our own strength for our true competency flows from God's important presence that one is my favorite and also it says in ephesians 2 10 that we are god's masterpiece he has created us anew in christ jesus so that we can do good things he has planned for us long ago and i love that one so much because i can look at myself and say yep i was created for good work and knowing that all the things that i'm supposed to accomplish he has already given me the capability or the ability to do it and so i can do it with confidence and do it to his glory amen there you have it folks mr matthew williams from kingston jamaica entrepreneur and certified life coach matthew again could you just remind the listeners working persons i'm getting contact with you for your business and the name the name of the business is Tropical Essence and can be found on Instagram at tropical underscore essence dot ja. Okay, there you go, guys. Matthew Williams in our feature segment today called Inspirational Moments. Bigging up some people fast and quick. First of all, Crystal Day from Daylight International, Lady Glenn, the crew from As I Am Ministries, Saul, Tamara, 
Mandy Wright, everybody, Shamar Edwards, people from the ComChat WhatsApp group, Francine, Hashim, people from Nigeria, Champion from the World Blind group, Shanae Blessing, everybody who take the time out to listen to the show, Gina Fellas from Kansas, from Kansas City, and Jody, everybody, Amy Barbert from Pennsylvania, everybody. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. Blessings. See you next week, Sunday. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. Do you have high quality audio editing jobs that you want to be done? Yeah, baby! Then, then you have come to the right place. White Cane Studios offer a wide range of audio services. We do jingles, adverts, podcasts, or just about anything audio. But we don't stop there. We also do mixtapes, playout at parties, and other events. You can call or WhatsApp Damien Rose at 876-447-6803. That's 876-447-6803. Or email him at djkmad at gmail.com. White Cane Studios, where high quality matters. matters.